0: Bucknutters. It is Thursday, December sixth, two thousand eighteen. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning Five and Change. There is snow on the ground. There are coaching changes in Columbus. There is plenty to talk about. And there is Steve Wilfong, Director of Recruiting for Twenty Four Seven Sports, calling us from Indianapolis. Steve, how goes it?
1: Good morning, Daniel. Going well.
0: You doing well, brother? I'm always doing well. Basketball season. I'm either working or in the gym with one of the younger ones. So Ryan Day, new coach at Ohio State. What's your vibe?
1: I'm not saying it wasn't a good hire because he's certainly a guy that a lot of people wanted to hire. I would just say I was just wondering why Ohio State didn't interview anybody. See how Ryan Day stacks up with other candidates that would have been interested in the job. What about the idea that they thought they had the guy in the mix and
0: not to waste it? And I do think they wanted to minimize the Meyer exit, and by doing it all in one fell swoop, I think it did that.
1: And they may have the guy. I'm not saying Ryan Day is not the guy. Look what Lincoln Riley has done at Oklahoma, replacing a national championship coach as well. And there wasn't a coaching search at Oklahoma either. I'm not saying it's it's a bad decision for the sake of conversation, just wondering why they didn't interview a Matt Campbell, for instance, you know, and uh, see who else was interested in the job and hear their plan. Because Urban Meyer and his staff, including Ryan Day, have put – this Ohio State program earns solid footing. I mean, it's in it's in great shape. There's a lot of talent in the program. It's a it's a, from an off-field personnel standpoint. It's in fantastic shape there. I just was I was just more curious than anything. Of why you went to interview some people?
0: You answered your own question. Is they don't want to upset the apple cart. They've got everything rolling so smoothly. Look, how many recruits did they lose because of this? Very few. I don't think they'll lose the ones they want going forward. I just think they felt like the train was running and uh, they didn't want to make any stops.
1: You know, we'll see. Time will tell. I just think we should talk about it now instead of hindsight 2020. And a couple years, no doubt, it doesn't go the way it was drawn up. You know what I'm saying? And, and no doubt. And, and I think I think there would have been some really excellent coaches that would have interviewed for it. And you, you and I were talking off air. Well Colorado was going to hire him. And I, I, I'm just saying, like, Ohio State's the job worth waiting on, you know. And so, Look, Ohio State he, should
0: be able to hire any human being on the earth for the job. That's literally who they're – it's kind of like when they're recruiting to me. Exactly.
1: Agree Who's the best that. player on the earth? That's my point. Who
0: should be the job? Yeah,
1: that's my point.
0: And it's a good one. We will see. I just think go through the process and then hire Ryan Day if he's better than the other candidates. The hardest thing for Ryan Day to live up to Urban Meyer is just the overall standard of the program at this point. When he took over for Tress, it was a really, really good program. Since Urban, like I said, they, he literally says, all right, they make a list of the ten best players on the earth, whether the guy was from Toledo, Des Moines, or Paris. They want to beat Everybody. I remember there was a discussion of the WAC, and it's like, do you think the WAC looks as good as Michigan or, you know, or Wisconsin or something? And he said he wanted to look better than Alabama, LSU, and USC. I do hope that Ryan Day has that mentality, but you're right. He's replacing – I mean, dude, the earth is a very big place, and he's replacing the second-best person at the earth at this particular job. The idea that he's going to do as well as Herb, that's a lofty, lofty aspiration, don't you think?
1: I mean, you don't have to do as well as Coach Meyer to win a national championship either. I'm excited to see what he can do, and everyone you talk to about Coach Ryan Day says great things um, when he took over as the interim coach early in the year, said it was he was the same guy as he always was. And uh, obviously he's a guy that Urban Meyer thinks a lot about and the Ohio State administration and, and the players. And you talk to the recruits and, and everyone saying – Nice things about him, and Ohio State's got the number two offense in the country. Heisman candidate quarterback, he's been in the machine for a couple of years. I, I get it. Um, and, uh, but Urban Meyer was different than Coach Trussell, um, but they both won championships in their own way. And, and we'll see if Ryan Day can win a championship in his way. If you were looking for a
0: coach in the NFL right now, everyone would say you'd want a Sean McVay type. If you're looking for a coach in college right now, everyone would say you need a Lincoln-Riley type. So they may be just following along.
1: Nick Saban's the bar, obviously, but then you've got Dabo Sweeney. Dabo Sweeney, is, he's carved out a, a different kind of niche that's exciting and that a lot of kids want to play, play in the culture that he's built. But Saban has been at
0: Alabama for a while. Dabo's been at uh, Clemson for 15 years total. When you go to hire a new coach, the vibe is different. You're, you can't go out and find Dabo Swinney. Dabo Swinney was one of these guys at one point, you know.
1: Dabo Swinney's a good example because he was a guy that I think people questioned that hire, and, and he crushed it. So, again, I'm, I'm not questioning the Ryan Day hire. All I'm saying is I was just saying it would have been – I would have thought that they would have opened it up and interviewed some guys, but that's all my point is. And then if it's Ryan Day, it's Ryan Day. I don't even remember if Clemson opened it up or not, you know. I don't either. Hey, uh, what do you hear about Ryan Day and the recruiting trail in general? He's a pretty personable, smart dude. No, everyone says he's normal. That's a compliment, correct? Yeah, the, the, right. The head coach of Ohio State works in your house, and, and he just blows you away with being a normal guy. It's it's uh, it's uh nice, and, and it puts people at ease right away, because these young men and their families are nervous when they meet these coaches, believe it or not, the high-profile ones. And, and with the high-profile jobs, it's it's sometimes intimidating to meet Urban Meyer or um, to meet Dal Sweeney, Nick Saban, Brian Kelly, uh, Jim Harbaugh, you know, and, and and so if you're really good at putting these people at ease quickly, it's, it gives you an edge on the recruiting trail. We've talked about
0: this before, and even that was the title of the BM5 on Tuesdays. Urban, and you've used this term a lot too, is to differentiate them. And I would think the guys you just named may be in that group or at least aspiring to is that, He's a rock star coach. When he walks into the living room, uh, your neighbors are trying to try and look in the window.
1: Do you think that the lack of that will hurt
0: Ohio State in recruiting for the next few years?
1: I think that Urban Meyer helped Ohio State win a couple of recruiting battles that they wouldn't have won, that I don't know if Ryan Day is going to be capable of at first. So many, There's so many good players out there. Uh, Ohio State, I think, is going to evaluate well and, and, and still get really good players but I don't know if you get Harry Miller without Urban Meyer. I don't know if you go into Texas and get Jeffrey Okuda without Urban Meyer at the helm of your program. Maybe I'm wrong, uh, just my perception, perspective of it. Urban Meyer not only was a rock star, not only was famous, but he also worked his ass off in recruiting those kids as well, being available. Like Urban Meyer, he's so available to me. It's it's big. Guys who come...
0: To Ohio State come primarily for one reason, and that is to get to the NFL in the best position possible. I do think the draft has become the one of the more impactful marketing aspects of Ohio State. If you look at this year's draft coming up, they're going to have the one position, if he leaves, that they haven't been able to get a guy highly drafted at, and that's quarterback. There is a chance that. People think I'm crazy. There's a chance Haskins and Bosa go 1-2 in the draft. That's a nice bargaining chip to take into any living room, regardless of who's bringing it. That and the fact that the New Orleans Saints are about 60% made up of Buckeyes. Now let's talk about some of the dudes that are in the mix I have some questions about. So, you, like everybody else, believe Jamison Williams and Garrett Wilson will hold to their word and will be Buckeyes?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I talked to Jameson Williams' family personally, and Garrett Wilson put it out there right away, and Bill Kierlich had a story. They haven't really lost any recruits. Um, Legend Cavazos
0: has decommitted another 2020 Max Ray. They could be back or they couldn't. I I honestly think they could find guys to replace them if need be. What do you hear about a guy like Doug Nestor, tackle that they really need in 2019? That's not a position they're particularly strong at depth-wise. I know they really want Nestor. I haven't heard publicly a lot about him, but behind the scenes I've heard a little bit of whisper on him. How worried should we be?
1: Oh, you get guys like Doug Nestor and Harry Miller. Those just look like future pros. Nestor, I I think, you know, he took a visit to Penn State during the season but was up front with Ohio State about it. I guess there's some West Virginia whispers right now. I don't really know how serious any of it is. How about Harry Miller? I know Harry Miller filled out a Stanford application just in case, so I don't know where the just-in-case line is. Just in case Urban goes, just in case Urban and Stud and Ryan, I don't know where just-in-case is. Yeah,
0: If you're going to have a school lingering in the background, I'm not sure you want it to be Stanford, given the fact that it's pretty much the Harvard of Division One football. It is interesting, though, because, you know, Day was involved in a lot of the recruitments of these guys, too, so it's not like they're bringing in Matt Campbell to talk to these guys. Don't you think that helps?
1: Yeah, I think that the familiarity there helps salvage this 2019. Salvage is the wrong word because it's not like it's falling apart, but help maybe make these 2019 commits feel more comfortable. Ohio State, the way they recruit, the staff does a great job, but then these kids come up on campus and get around the players. So all these commits are so comfortable with Ohio State's locker room, too, that it's they've, they form relationships that they would have to walk away from. When you talk
0: to other schools, and believe it or not, people, Director of Recruiting, uh, Midwest, centrally located, Steve Wolfong, actually does get to talk to schools other than Ohio State. Have you talked to any other guys in the business about the changeover and what they think of it? And do they think Ohio State's been weakened, et cetera?
1: Haven't heard anything negative. Really? No. Just I'm getting calls from media, media and other markets asking how this helps their school. And I don't. I mean, I'm not. I don't know if it does. You know, we'll see. Ohio State's still going to get the guys they want in Ohio for the most part unless it's a Catholic school kid, then they'll have their hands full with Notre Dame. And and other than that, uh, you know, then they'll go down to Georgia and Florida and Texas like they've been doing and trying to find the best players. What's your vibe on the – do you know much
0: about Washington and the Rose Bowl? What's your vibe?
1: I watched Washington play a few times. They're just – on offense, they'll want to run the ball. Um, and, and, And they're pretty stout on defense. Um, but I just don't know. If they they're really good in the secondary, so that'll be yeah, very good. very very good. I'm I'm good. Get two all-Americans. Yeah, um, and they're veteran on the defensive line too, and they're big up front, so uh, they could be a potential problem for Ohio State um, on defense. But uh, I think that this is a game, another game where Ohio State on defense matches up pretty well um, yeah. with with uh, Washington's offense. I think that this is a game that's. Yeah, you know, Ohio State, we've seen their defense look suspect this year. I don't think – I think Washington's a good matchup for them. Here's my concern, and then we'll get out of here.
0: I don't think Draymond Jones is going to play. I think that's you a big miss. Yeah,
1: it is. You already don't have most. Yeah,
0: I mean, talking about taking two first-round draft pick level players off the line, it's incredible, even though people forget this. Ohio State won the national championship with a third-string defensive end starting who then transferred to, I believe, Akron.
1: Ohio State, they're up for these games. You know, last year they kicked USC's ass in a game that really didn't mean that much. They 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 get up for these games, these New Year's six games. Ezekiel's senior year, they they beat Notre oh, yeah. Dame in a bowl game in the bowl game. So they're up. They don't want to lose this. They want to win their bowl game and go out strong and then finish their recruiting class strong. I think you add in the fact that it's Meyer
0: Swan song. We should get our best effort. That was our best effort. We appreciate you
1: guys stopping by. Have a good one, Buck Thanks, guys. See you on the front row.